0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hello there, it's Michael Lester here. And welcome again to our latest edition of The Game on Sunday podcast now listen guys we received a huge reaction to our opening show so thank you again for your support now i'm delighted of course again to be joined by Pat Spillan and tomas and both have plenty to say of course uh, and all that's been happening in the world of gea and um, i'm going to start tomas with you because I'm guessing the big game last weekend was Limerick Cork in the hurling championship. I'm saying that because you were there, I was there, and it's what people have been talking about, you know. And what a what a game of hurling, you know.
2: I suppose, Michael, um, when you look at it, I mean, in terms of yeah, what was at stake? I mean, the thought of the other Ireland champions being knocked out of the All Ireland series uh, and amongst the Monster Championship very very early um as it transpired they, they had a great victory and it was Cork that left the scene and uh, I suppose it's the build up to the game was 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 incredible but the atmosphere on the day Michael I, I don't know have i been at a better occasion in terms of the color um uh, we had plenty of sunshine uh, there was in the place was electric and um and I'd be saying maybe in the first episode, and I know I know the, the hurling man Pat himself m- might kind of argue: uh, Are we making too much of the hurling in monster? But this was just an incre- another incredible game. It was oh, it went end to end, and it could have went either way in the end. And a couple of harsh calls, maybe a couple of errors on on the Corp side, um, and they paid a heavy price for it. But look, um, I don't think. People maybe around the country are having a bit of sympathy for Cork and the way they've, they've exited out of the championship. Uh, we're not out of May yet, and and they're gone. But but I don't, right, because it's the same for the other teams in Munster. It's almost the same for Waterford, Limerick, Clare, uh, and Tipperary in terms of they knew what was the stake. We won one match, okay, we drew two, and uh, we lost. And um, so, look, I suppose it's, it's a heavy price to play that, to pay to say that your 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 intercounty campaign is finished now and you won't be back again in the scene until maybe next february for for league games and then the end of april for for a championship series again so yeah it was a heavy price to pay but i must say the the, the whole the, the whole day was was just incredible entertainment and the whole the whole the whole campaign i suppose of monster has been brilliant but also i suppose i have to add that michael uh, the Leinster Championship didn't disappoint at the weekend as well, um, because I know I, I, people might criticise me, or I'm all talking about Munster, but look, you had a terrific win for Wexford against Kilkenny, watched that on Sunday night, and it was free-flowing, plenty of goals, score, plenty of entertainment. Then you had um, on the, uh, Dublin v Galway, and kind of everybody was expecting Galway to maybe kind of uh, beat Dublin, but Dublin at one stage in the game were, were so many pints ahead that... You're down. You're down in the Gaelic grounds, and you're 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 hearing this coming through. You know that Dublin are going to beat Galway, and then there's there's a draw in the end. It was it was fascinating stuff, and obviously then you had on the Saturday it all began with Carla having a fantastic victory in the the John McDonough Cup, and um you know they, that was that was a massive massive win for them and a great exciting game as well with plenty of entertainment. And then I suppose the, the boys that were being criticised most were the boys from the day show in terms of. Are they were going to throw the towel in. They were criticized last year when they were tennis or they didn't play and they just down tools. This time it was totally different. And, uh, people might say, Oh, Tipperary could the plug or put, put the leg off the gas knew that they were true. But with a couple of minutes to go on the Gaelic grounds, grounds, it turned out if that match ended in a draw, the Tipperary would have been gone, you know? So there's no way they can say that they actually took their foot off the gas and, uh, I was, I was delighted for in terms of Waterford for the players more than anything else right? that they showed serious pride in the jersey because they were being heavily criticised all over for the past couple of performances. And they showed up last Sunday which, which is great to see but it's, again it's tough on them where they're coming from and what they're trying to do down there to say they're now gone from the championship as well. But that's life and again that's probably another discussion to be
1: had at a later day in maybe in the season. I suppose, Pat, from from a, a football point of view, we're not quite sure where we're at with all this kind of stuff so far because, I mean, if you look at it, there have been so many matches played. There are so many matches next weekend, obviously. Again, I'm looking at my own county, Galway. They win the county championship. They've beaten Tyrone in the last game. You would think like that would kind of put you in about two Ireland finals in the past. But having said that, um where are we where are we at with the football championship? Well, first things first, Mike, I just want to
3: tell you that I've taken my happy tablets today and uh, I loved all of them. I love the football matches and uh, I mean we're trying to we we're trying to deal with everything in football and hurling and next weekend, uh, just before we break onto the football, I mean next weekend is absolutely bananas in the in, in terms of football. 32 counties are playing in the football championships next weekend. Eight, eight, eight mm. matches, eight talented cup. And on top of those uh, 16 football matches, we have <laughs> it couldn't be, make it up. We have five all out hurling finals the Christy ring, the Nicky and the Laurie the under 17, and the under 20 hurling. Bananas and crazy. But anyway, getting back to the football, um, I made it a point last Wednesday in, in the Game on Sunday podcast that. uh There's about six or seven contenders and I could find fault with every one of the seven contenders. And that trend continued this weekend because Dublin, who were championship favours, are still championship favours, were very poor, very, very poor against Russ Common. Armagh fell over the line, Armagh fell over the line against against, um, Westmeath, And uh, Derry were lucky to draw with Manon. So, the one thing about it, we the quality of the football, the possession game, you know, Roscommon, that passage of play just before halftime in Crow Park between Roscommon and Dublin. When Roscommon kept the ball for six minutes and they're well entitled to do it, that's within the rules. And the fellow with the highest amount of possession was the goalie who had 17 possessions. Roscommon kept the ball 77 possessions. And you start to say to yourself, oh, holy God, modern football. We'll have to talk about that. But we'll talk about that at the end of the year. Uh, because at the moment, the championship. Yes, we can quibble about the way ga- the game of Gaelic football is evolving. We can we can certainly argue that the tactics aren't aren't really good and good on the eye. But at the same time, I was just looking at it what the Sam Maguire and what the Tanton and is. It's given in the in general in the main it has given us very competitive games. The average winning margin in the Samovar matches to date is two pints, and the average winning margin in the Tanton Cup is just over three pints. So while we can quibble about the quality, there's no one leaving the grounds before the end of the game, uh, and they're competitive, they're entertaining, and they're oh, when I use that word, then I suppose that's a worry. But uh, the football championship, Michael, it's it's this we're 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 into week three,
1: and I'm still as wise. I know, and I I totally agree with you from
0: that point of view. Tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... Yeah, can I can can I give you my my
2: my take on that, Michael? And quite uh, again, Michael. yes, please. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm really impressed with Galway, to be honest with you. And um, I think that like setting a standard against Tyrone, and you might say, yeah, it's still a bit early in the season. Um, yeah, I think they're in a very good place, and I think the Horrors are in a good place as well. And I know people might say last weekend, oh, they only drew and stuff like that, but look, they've. They've kind of had a, I would say, an easy campaign in Leinster, but it's much easier than what's happening in Munster. No, 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 doubt about that, right? So, I like there could be a double on and there could be a double on not stop. I'm trying to oh. be, I'm trying to bring a bit of excitement here. No, no,
1: off the stage, will you? Because I've heard this as a Galway person down through the years, are you going to win the double? I mean, give me a break here.
2: No, I'm not giving you any break. You got to cope with it and live with it and take it on board,
3: Mike. After Mike, maybe I'm missing something, but while it was a Walkman-like performance against Tyrone, uh, they they won by a couple of pints, and they played for fifty minutes with an extra man, and they played cool. for uh, ten minutes. With, to- with two extra men. So, holy God, it was a Walkman-like performance, but believe me, uh, Tomás and Michael, uh, if you think that's the performance of a team that's going to win the Ar- uh, Sam McGuill... But so they, could have, they could, they they could mean, have they could won the All-Ireland Ar- last year, Pat. Oh, they could, yeah. I don't have to. Absolutely. They could have won it. The
1: last yeah, quarter... I know, I- no, no, no. Uh, Tomás, I don't think they could have. They they, they might have. But anyway, look at us, guys. We're going to take a break. Before that, uh, Pat, uh, before we take this little break... You mentioned something something to me about Tina Turner here. I must tell you about Tina Turner's connection with the GA and our associate GA team. Okay. Well tell me about that after the break. Okay. All right, lads. Listen, thanks thanks for that. Um we have an awful lot to come up in part two of this episode. Now, if you would like to keep listening and hearing more from the lads, all you have to do is become a member of the game on Sunday. And that's a podcast, and it's just for €4 a month, okay? So, for all that, you will receive the full episodes, the one coming up, uh, feature of myself, Pat and Tomás, and so much more. Okay, so, also, you can just log on to our our website, which is thegameonsunday.com, and that will give you all the details, how to become a member, and how to gain full access. The process, I can assure you, from my point of view, is very straightforward. Everything is explained on the site. In the meantime, you can enjoy part one of our podcast each week for free. But please do join us coming up shortly for part two. And thank you. Hello there welcome again it's the game on sunday podcast and with me once again is Pat plan and gentlemen we we've we've had so much to discuss even in a small break between the first part of this thing and now um but tomas i'm going to go back to you because part of that discussion was we were talking about the Limerick uh, court match last weekend, and coming out of it, I, I was there, and the excitement in Limerick people was so great. Fellows were saying to me, "We're going to win the All Ireland," you know, and that's that's such a change about it because they could have been out of the Ireland um, going into the match. Oh, absolutely,
2: Michael. And they had look; it's they haven't played the standard that they set maybe over, over the last number of years um they were very impressive coming into the league campaign this year winning the national league very very good and as mentioned people were saying oh given the mccarthy cup already but something has changed in the last couple of weeks there and um yeah they got over Waterford but look beaten by claire but the the big test though was last Sunday michael and they came through it right and um, Cork did put them to the pin of the collars. Uh, Cork made some bad errors themselves. I think Pat Ryan looked back at him and say, said, um, we were probably too exposed in the full-back line. The gap between the half-back and the full-back line was too exposed. Aaron Galan got the ball right in front of them. It was never cut out and we, we maybe made it a little bit easier than it should have been for Limerick, but you can't take it away from them. Jesus, I mean, the pressure that was on them to deliver uh, was, was incredible, but... I met Limerick guys going up to the match, Michael, and they had they had made up their mind to say, no matter what happens today, I ain't going to leave the ground until mm. I applaud that Limerick team if they lose because the time and what they've given us over the last number of years. So even some of the supporters were thinking they, they, they may be coming to an end. But when you get a victory like that, look what I was like, Michael, you were there on the ground. Look what I was like afterwards, the Limerick crowd out in the field. They followed the team right down to the left corner nearly down into the dressing room with to get in there themselves. There was hundreds, hundreds out there on the field and it showed what it meant to them. And yeah, I think um, people would say they might have been happy going through the backdoor rules in terms of uh, maybe just getting through and let maybe Tip and and Claire qualify for the Munster final. I was delighted to hear even Morrissey saying afterwards uh, and John Kiley, no, no, we want them in the Munster title. That's our goal and that has always been our goal from the start. And we want to go that way, you know. And uh, it was brilliant to hear. And um, injury prevention is, is a big thing for him now because the games came very, very quick. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see, a worry for me and the concern was their captain, Dick and Hannan, going off the field maybe with 10, 15 minutes to go and looked to be struggling again with his injury. He mm-hmm. only came into the fray with a couple of minutes to go. There was a bit of spring in his step, but... They're, they're two crucial players, you know. Yeah, you, you had other guys stood up to the plate. You had Flanagan, Galan, probably had his best game for a while. You had Barnes, um, But you had some of the newcomers as well, you know, uh, were very, very good as well. So, I mean, it's 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 positive for them, Um, but uh, there's still a long way to go. We we always say about the most championship, but then again, there's a new championship gets, becomes a factor when it gets to our quarter qualifying stage. But look, you just can't take it away, and... I know Cork are disappointed, Michael. We will be very disappointed. Um, but w- we were losing five pints to Tipperary. We came back and uh, um, we got we got a draw there. We were down by eight to Clare, and they came back and lost by a pint. And they were down by seven against Limerick, and they came back. So there's a lot of positives there for Pat Ryan to take out of the campaign. Yeah, you you progress we made. We're now down to twenty final next next weekend has the steps but it's good enough we're down a long time like we're hurting we're starved of success and and to be gone of the championship at this time of the year is a massive massive disappointment
1: i suppose just to close off to Maltz on this whole point about it okay people will say cork are out of the championship it by the end of may and um, but you played four games. You've only won one. That
2: and, that, and that's my point. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for any sympathy, and I don't. I'm reading a couple of articles and reading social media, and people are comparing Munster against Leinster and Offaly and Carlow are still in the All Ireland series. I'm not buying into that. This is about ourselves. We don't. Yeah. I don't we. I don't. I don't. I don't want any sympathy for anybody all over, all over the country. This is about carpooling ourselves. We need to rectify this ourselves. We need to win more matches. We had a chance, as you said, four matches, and we only got one win, which was a home result against Waterford. It it does it look and okay, you lost two by a pint and you drew the other. You look at Limerick won by a pint. So look, it was just tight margins, but it's, it's it's still not good enough. And I know Pat Ryan has said that himself he doesn't want any plaudits. We didn't make it to the next stage of the Monster Championship. When he took over the job, people are saying, "Is it a rebuilding process?" No. The like, the fact of the matter, it's it's a bit like Kerry football pass. When Cork hurling was good, you were thinking about winning All irelanders every year, and we got to get back to that mentality. It's not about just getting out the monster being involved, the monster getting to a qualifying. It's about winning All Irelands. That's what we were brought up and reared on,
1: and Clark cannot change from that attitude. Okay, that's just just to mention in between all of this thing, uh, to say to you guys, this thing, uh, if you want to get in touch with us and you want to ask any questions, please do, because uh, we have this website, the game on Sunday podcast, and you can send us your name, your question, etc., and so forth. And we'd also love to hear from you. And we've had loads, by the way, uh, I'll come back to that in a short while, but Pat, and, um, Looking at the football last weekend and looking forward to the next weekend, do you know what? To me, without being disrespectful, uh, it seems like a freaking brawl in a pub, you know, at this stage, kind of, you know, who's going to win? So when, first thing, you know, I'm a bit down now
3: after listening to Tomás. I'm sorry to you about cock calling and, you know, if I can send flowers you want to send my sincere... My I spell out, Jesus I, I, Christ. I, I, I tell you, take off the headphones. Oh, my God, I'd love to have up around your head. I'm playing the world's smallest violin. <laughs> but anyway, before I go to football, sorry, I, you teed it up, Michael, so I'd better continue. Tina Turner. I just have to tell Yeah, you. go on, tell us I, a uh, Tina Turner uh, story,
2: Pat.
1: I can't <laughs> wait. There, there, there was me thinking. Oh, go on, talk about. On, yeah, okay, fine, fine. Go oh, on, talk. Okay. You know, nowadays it's all about sports
3: psychologists and it's about performance coaches and about every mental go you can... But a certain county who used to play Kerry a lot and a certain county who were beaten by Kerry a lot of times decided they were going to go down the route of a sports psychologist. So instead of having one sports psychologist, this particular county decided to have two sports psychologists, which in theory was a good idea. One sports psychologist to deal with the introverts on the team, the quiet fellas, and the other sports psychologist to deal with the extroverts, the outgoing guys. So the first four psychologists had the team in the dressing room before playing carry. Close your eyes, pretend you're walking along a, a bank of a river, a meandering river. You go, you reach the bottom of the hill, walk up the path up to the hill. On the top of the hill is a cabin with a seat. You sit down in the cabin. And you stare out into the beautiful scenery and you're in zen-like peace and serenity. Now, some of these bodies now, I know them, they tear heads off, 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 off alligators. So to get them in that zen-like state, I'm not too sure. But anyway, that was the introvert. You sat and you pretended you were up on top, your your mountaintop looking at the view and you were a beautiful quiet. Now, the second source sports psychologist came in and he was the guy, for want of a better word, he was the pumper-upper. And he decided to rev them up. But the last thing, uh, the last thing he did was they revved him up. He played in a turner before they left the dressing room to play Kerry. Simply the best player out of the dressing room as the lads ran out through the tunnel onto the field. And guess what happened? Pizza starts out of them. So Tina turner doesn't work. That's my story anyway. Pat, Pat,
2: Pat. pat. I'm going to... Yeah. Who are you talking about there? What can't they... That's exactly it now. That's that's for next No week. no I know who you're talking I know how you're talking about and I heard that story. You're talking
3: about Carn, no, yeah. I, I, about I, Cork, yeah. I'm pleading the fifth. So Michael, what you, your <laughs> question on the football I think you're right. It's it's a crazy. We have a huge we have a huge, huge weekend. Uh, in in store this weekend on Saturday and on Sunday and I suppose from from our point of view down here like the clash of Kerry Cock in Parky Keeve on Saturday is a huge huge match and uh, I will say this you know we were there two weeks ago in Parky Keeve and it was my uh, on the pitch and walking around it, and just uh, and I had never been uh, on the on the pitch in cropp or, or in Parky Keep. It's a magnificent yeah. stadium with with a surface that's oh, I it's to die for. I've never seen a better playing surface in any GA ground in Ireland. So, so we can't get Tina Turner playing there, Pat. Now, unfortunately, she's passed away, and Michael Jackson is gone as well. So you you, you have a lot. Elvis is gone. He's <laughs> But, but I, it's a huge match, it's a huge match for, for both countries, but particularly huge match for Kerry because Kerry would have presumed, I mean, prior to the Mayo game, Kerry would have been presuming they'd win their three games, they topped top the to table straight into the quarterfinal. Now, you know, they're in a battle. You go up to Parky Keeve uh, and you'll be in a battle. Last year, they went up to Parky Rin and for 50 minutes... There was nothing in it. Cork were really competitive; had their defensive structure in place. Only in the last twenty minutes did Cork run out of stream. Now, it's it's very easy for me to mix on a Cork and to slag off Cork, but you have to admire. Like, okay, they were very poor in the in the Munster Championship, particularly the last quarter against Clare. But I admire; I liked a lot of what I saw against uh, against loud last week. Lout set up defensively, but there was energy to Cork's play. Uh, they. They, they kicked the ball. They had the runners coming from deep. They have outstanding midfielders. And, you know, like, it's very easy to... Lout came back and got a pint head with 10 minutes to go. And you'd say, I cocked later. But they didn't. They showed great character, great resilience. So, oh, it's a banana skin for Kerry. I still fancy Kerry, but it's a banana skin. And after their performance against Mayo, or their non-performance against Mayo, where only Shane Ryan and David Clifford operated, it's, 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 it's I'll tell you this, it's, a, it's going to be a tough challenge. It's going to be an awkward afternoon by the banks of the Lee. I think Kerry will win, but it's that little hill has become a little bit steeper.
1: We, we, I know. I've no. I've no doubt about that. Um, will you go
2: to the match, path? I probably will. Well, I buy you. I'll buy you ninety-nine ice cream cone. Thank you, Tomas. No, because I know, I you, probably, I, I
3: know I, you probably won't travel. I know you won't. Well, I will tell you where I'm traveling to. I'm going to Hyde Park in Roscommon, and okay. I'll be there at three o'clock on Sunday for Roscommon against Sligo. I will definitely be there. But will I travel on Saturday? Probably not, uh, Tomas. And do you know why? It's because. It's because I'm the ultimate uh, sports enthusiast. And on <laughs> Saturday, I will have GA go three o'clock, Cork versus Kerry. At five o'clock, I will have GA go watching Kildare versus Dublin. And at seven o'clock on RT2, I will watch Tyrone versus Amah. That's really why I won't be in Cork. I'll watch those three matches and I'll get and I'll take my notes and I'm really looking forward. It's deep for a for a GA fanatic.
1: Black. I could have got you yep. to like, meet the sports no, like Hayes 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 as well. I totally get the the fact that uh, Pat is a complete yeah. uh, GEA, obviously football fanatic. Plus, as well as that, of course, his son plays for Sligo, so that's fair enough. Uh, absolutely, yeah,
2: yeah, and, and that's that's very incredible that he goes to to to, to Sligo and uh, to watch his son play. and Absolutely, no issues with yeah. that. but no I thought. Worry. I thought he would um, go to Cleveland though. I did think well, he would. Thought, We've improved the bypass in McCroom, uh Pat. It's much quicker to get there, right? <laughs> you know, you can be down much easier as well. You know, so I just think it's bad form that you're not going to support your
3: canal. No, no, no. He's doing <laughs> the right thing. He's supporting Georgia. his son. Uh, Tomas, if you built your stadium in a more central location rather than down a cul-de-sac, I could go to that match and
2: I'd be ah, like- Pat, Jesus <laughs> Christ will you shut up, will you? Will shut you, up, will you? Yeah. you, you the, the last couple of minutes you spent praising it, you were down there last week inside it's the dressing room the and what part. you were saying with it as you turned off, no, your bottle the upon your knicks and you put on the bandage He still built What a beautiful place Tomas, Tomas, Tomas
1: I told him off the air last night to shut up. So leave it to me. By the way, questions from people who are ringing in, which is nice to see, obviously. Um, I have one here in front of me. Uh, Hello, Michael. I've supported Wicklow football for years, but GEA Go never shows any Wicklow matches. Perhaps Wicklow GEA should set up their own platform, okay, uh, for games what does the panel think, which obviously means, Pat, you, um, about all that kind of stuff? In, in other words, the lack of coverage of smaller counties, if you will. Um, well, w- w- Wicklow have played,
3: uh, Wicklow, uh, Wicklow played, uh, only a couple of months ago, Wicklow played in a live televised match in this country, in football. That was the Division 4 final in Croft Park between Sligo and Wicklow. Uh, so, uh they have been shown life, and in Fernsey and Geico, they're trying to get around to as many matches as possible. The, the, you know, actually, just as a useless piece of information, <laughs> uh, the big problem with Wicklow mm-hmm. is that they're the only county. They're the they They're the only county in the football championship, Sam Maguire and Talton Cup, that are already out of the competition. The only one of the... Ter- there are 33 football counties, uh, 33 counties, New York and, and, and London, competing in the football championship, Sam Maguire or Talton Cup. And would you believe it or not, Wicklow are the only county that are actually out of the championship. And even though they have a game to play on Sunday, they're out.
1: Amazing. I, I, I,
2: I mean, had the big question on that, would they get permission themselves if Wicklow County board? I mean, it's, it has happened during pandemic. The club scene. Look what happened in the club scene. Only 100 people allowed into games, 500 at some stage. And the clubs were able to stream the matches live at that stage. Yeah. It's something like that that maybe Wicklow County Board need to consider for themselves. But will they get permission from Crow Park or is this GEO Go in an entity itself just for specific, specific matches? And again, that's kind of a... Uh, and and course, Michael, that you could have for every county why is not
3: every county being shown and and of course, I agree with you but yes. and, and he, mentioned, we mentioned it last week and I think it was you mentioned it Michael the fact that all the matches, say 16 matches have been being Saturday and Sunday means that it just isn't possible uh, of course it's not, not. Yeah. You, must have, getting,
2: you must be getting a free subscription to GA Go Pat no <laughs> I paid $79
3: $79, me the Show I me the receipt because it I don't it. believe you. It's €79 Euro for a year's subscription uh, really last <laughs> week.
1: But no, no, you, you have games clashing <laughs> with games. And, and, and I get both sides of that. By the way, talking about Wicklow football, I remember a couple of years ago having a d- discussion about uh, a member of the Wicklow County Board about their plight, if you like, and how there weren't more... Successful and all that, and he said to me, "Do you know the problem in Wicklow? It's the mountains. It separates the county from one club to another." And I said to him, "Pat, yeah, what about the mountains in Kerry?" And he <laughs> said to me, "I'll get back to you."
3: <laughs> I, and I will say this, Michael, about Wicklow. And I watched them in a few. I, I watched them playing Sligo twice in the National League, and I would yeah. say. And they brought in Oshin McConville, who I rate highly as a coach. And their yeah. team have improved a lot. The only problem about it, and they really have improved a lot. I mean, they got promotion from four to three, which is great. OK, they're out of the S- Lincoln Championship and they're now out of the Tarleton Cup. And this is goes back to everything what we've said about, whether it is about the Horners of Wexford and Watford or Cork or whatever like that. For the Wicklow, despite all the great work that Oshin has done, promoting this, developing this Wicklow senior football team, developing the profile of inter-county football in Wexford, for the next eight months, they're finished.
1: They're yeah, finished. that's they're the round. whole, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Mind, I know that, yeah, that's the point, yeah. and that's for another debate, I think, yeah, definitely. It's. It, you're right, uh, Tomás, it's for another debate. Uh, a question for you guys before we go, um, I'm looking at one here. Um, hi lads, great to see the team back on form again. Quick question to both of you. Now, take a big pause here, lads. The <laughs> best player that you played with and against, Tomás? Um, the best player you played with?
2: I, I suppose I was lucky enough to... Um, that when I came on the scene in, back in 1983, um, Jimmy Barry Murphy was captain of the team. at the Yeah. Team. Yeah. Um, I played in a full forward line. side, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy was full forward, Johnny O'Leary and myself in, in a, in a full forward line. So I, I think Jimmy in terms of his vision, he's, he's, his own ability as a player, uh, or running in football. Uh, he was a joy to watch. Um, but when you get the opportunity to play with him and, um, Every time he got possession, he could see the man in, man running off the shoulder. He was a great man to to give a pass. Um, he was a great man to see opportunities, goal scoring opportunities. And I built up a very good relationship with him on the field of play. And look, we won two arms together, eighty four and eighty six. Yeah, yeah. When he finished it, when he finished in eighty six, I suppose maybe people have said he could have he could have stayed on for another couple of years because he was that good. But he knew his time was up, and I think Jimmy was was, was
1: superb, for a player that I played with. He was brilliant. Fantastic. And against you and Harding? Um
2: geez, I had a uh, I had a couple of tough buys. I I, I played my first <laughs> I say it loads. I I played my first star Iron final in 1983 against Kilkenny and uh, I was up against a man. Um I, I, I kinda christened him Grizzly Adams um after it because uh it was a guy called Dick O'Hara um and he used helmets, weren't compulsory those days. I didn't mm-hmm. miss. Uh, a lot of players didn't wear a helmet, but he had like a cycling helmet, a gold colour cycling helmet that only came down on half of the head at the top. And uh he had a beard, my God, and it was coming out through the straps on on either side. And uh he was he was he was tough. Um and kind of baptism of fire crop art, your 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 first game, you put your hand up and you catch the ball, but you drop the hurley with the other hand because it's going to your head and there's a blood streaming down and uh he was tough. Welcome to grow up Artemis, he said. And um, <laughs> but no, a massive player. And look, we we met a couple of times afterwards and made a bit of crack. He was tough. He was as tough as nails. and I played against him in um oh, National League matches. I played against him in this tournaments above in Callan, maybe in January and February, in muck and hail and sleet and snow. And I, he was center back one day. I was center forward and I said, I'm gonna get this man back. And I I'd say broke two hurleys and the two hurleys broke off his chests, and he would say, come on, go and get another one because uh, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't flinching. He was a mighty man, mighty
1: player, but a very, very tough opponent. <laughs> I suppose, Pat, in your case, asking you the question, the best player that you ever played with in mm-hmm. my memory and recall of that Kerry team was Christ almighty. You played with all the best. Well you are right. Your look, part? That's like that's
3: like asking a father to, to choose his favourite child. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. Look, I was privileged and lucky to be on one of the greatest football teams of all time and, and, and that team had brilliant players in every position. Uh if you put me to the pin of the collar, uh who were the two best that I rated and Jacko as a midfielder, supreme mm. engineer. Yeah and Mikey Sheehy, a genius of a forward. And in his younger days, I didn't play it in the latter part of my career to, to, with Morris Fitzgerald, who was a genius with the ball as well. So, like Jacko, Mikey Sheehy, Morris Fitzgerald, they're players that I played with, yeah. I, I really rated. And as regards, the there's no particular opponent, even though tomorrow starts about Dick O'Hara. Uh, there's no favorite fella that marked me, but the fella who I rated as the greatest player that I played against that was on the opposition was uh, Matt Connor of Offley. I just yeah. thought yeah. yeah. he was just a genius. He was just and struck down with you know a bad injury and injury. Yeah. But Matt Connor was oh, he was a genius. He was a genius. I mean, single handedly, he, 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 he could beat you. He was just he had beautiful balance left and right, uh, freeze. From hands, from
1: play, great composure, great leadership. He was a genius. One of the things about that, looking back on all those days, and you've mentioned them, is and talking about modern football and so forth, is you played a lot, a lot of times. Your your role was a kind of um, a a wing back, if you like. You played out of defence. Would that be correct? It,
3: one one of the great, one of the geniuses of of Mick O'Dowell was Mick Dwyer uh, He had a very, he had two very simple things that uh, two very simple message. Like okay, and I've said this before, and I've said it a million times. but I say it again, uh, we were in ten All Ireland finals. That's a lot of team talks, and it, there was two co- recurring themes in Mick O's team talks. One, he never spoke about the opposition team in his team talk, and he never spoke about the op- opposition's team opposing teams star players on how we could stop them. It was always filling us with belief in our own ability and belief in the in the in in our teammates. That was that was the message. Our glass was always helpful. But there were two very simple messages. Very simple messages. One never look on the, with the never look at the O'Neills on the ball. In other words to be always playing heads up football. That was number one. And num- number two, when you had the ball you were an attacker. When you hadn't the ball, you were a defender. And he never, he never had roles for us. He never, he never put straight jackets on us. He never told us specifics what we had to do. He left us and, he left us all play under our terms. So, under my terms, I just, I was blessed with a good, I'm, I hadn't a left foot. I wasn't a fielder. I wasn't a great tackler, but I had a good engine, a good running game, a good soling game, and a good kick. And I ran and I ran and I ran and I went back in the fence and I went up in the forwards. And people say, well, sure, you, that's what blanket defense was your part. Yes, it was that but and I was back in the karma back position and I was back in the full back position but there was one slight difference I was also up in the forward position and I was also scoring so uh, <laughs> he wasn't yeah. bad Michael, was he what is, no, no, he was, was, like, he, was. Yeah. he wasn't bad was he and you know that was the beauty of, of Michael. you know and I spoke lately to the Kerry sports psychologist Tony Griffin who I found to be a very very interesting man <laughs> yes yeah a brilliant man though I thought he was really inspirational but he the one message he he said okay, he came to me. We spent three hours and he, he told the team that night, he was talking to the Kelly team he said I was three hours at Pats and I spoke for three minutes, so you know the story, lads. I spoke. <laughs> what <laughs> kind of music do we play a part? And he said there was only one message he said he could take play about playing on your own terms, about teams playing on their own terms and about you yourself playing on your terms. And it's a simple little message, but it's an effective message. Play on your own terms. And count that I saw last week. you know you I saw Monon playing Derry last week after being tackled by eight points a couple of weeks earlier? And last week, Gil, they played on their terms. They winked at. They win at. They pressed Derry high up the field. They ran at Derry. They man Mackey Derry's key players and they played on their terms. And Westmead for long spells against against Amma, played on their terms. Russ Common dominate. I mean, you i I'd never seen a team playing Dublin and Cro Park. Played it particularly in the first half on their terms, Rush Common bossed the game in the first half, controlled the game. Yeah. The first. Half. So a simple
1: message. What, what question do you ask again, Michael? Playing on your own terms that's the key. <laughs> I cannot argue with that point by Pat. Um, guys, uh, that's where we're going to have to leave it for this week. Um, thank you to everybody for listening and thank you for subscribing to The Game on Sunday podcast. And hopefully we'll hear from you again next week. Thank you.